Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to a slightly more quiet because uh, I'm still in a hotel room, but also D twenty three Expo is over, so it doesn't really matter. Episode of Very Amusing, your one stop shop for the story, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn fueled journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and. We did it, y'all. We got through four days for me because I went to a media preview. Four days of D23 Expo. Three episodes of D23 Expo podcasts back to back to back. And now we are dropping the final episode before our D23 wrap-up bonanza that will air on Wednesday in our usual time slot. Now, I am going to be real with you. I am tired. (laughs) I'm I'm very tired. Um, After our Duffy and Friends panel, which was today, which we're going to talk about on Wednesday, you might even hear a little bit of it if I can get the file in time. So get excited. Um, uh, After the panel, I was like full of energy and everyone's like, aren't you so tired from everything you've been doing over the past three days? Not sleeping, making podcasts, tweeting. And I was like, no, I feel alive. I had so much fun. I'm awake. And then I came back to my hotel room and I immediately ate a bag of meat. I ate a full bag of jerky. And then I went with my friend Dave to In-N-Out, which I never go to because I live here. It's here. So I never go because it's always there. And I'm so glad we did. And we uh, got burgers and uh, fries. And I always forget the secret menu stuff and I panic in line. So I got something I never heard of before, which was called, oh God, what do you say? You're like, oh, I'll have a cheeseburger with chopped chilies, which apparently means they take like Italian sport peppers, which as a Chicagoan and as a fan of a Chicago style hot dog, which I had the night before that, um, I was shocked that this was on their menu. I had no clue. I thought it was just like animal style or some other weird grilled cheese stuff, but no. I got like these little sport peppers chopped up in the burger and it was great. And then their fries are garbage. Like that's kind of what they're known for. But I got the fries well done. They were, you know, they were crispy, but you know, it is what it is. And then I got cheese fries, which means they melt American cheese on them. Not again, not the same, not Portillo's where I was the night before. I'm definitely going to go to Portillo's on my way back, (laughs) my way back to Los Angeles tomorrow. Uh, But it was a wonderful meal. And then I got light lemonade. I don't know if y'all ever drink that. At Walt Disney World, I there was a time, God, like 2015 to maybe 2017, where that was my Disney World drink of choice, was the Minute Maid Light Lemonade. It's like a little tart, because there's not real sugar in it, but I got a big old one from In-N-Out, and it was delicious, but who cares, because this is not theme park related, so uh, we will move on. Now... As you can tell from the title of this episode, we are sadly not doing a full theme park panel recap tonight, because... 
um, my brain is basically like, imagine someone at a campfire trying desperately, just rubbing two wet twigs together to start a fire. That's what's going on (laughs) inside my upstairs. So uh, we will not be doing too much analytical analysis of the announcements, my deep thoughts on them, because I do not have the wherewithal at the moment to do so. But I will be recording Wednesday's episode Monday afternoon, so very, very soon. So we will be getting into all of that on Wednesday. Just really, really talking beyond what I've tweeted, beyond what I've said before, really getting into the next three, five, seven, ten years of these parks after the parks panel. Um, really, really expunging upon, I think that's a phrase, again, <sighs> brain dead, um, really, really diving into what these announcements mean, what it means that we haven't gotten any concrete <laughs> new ride announcement with a applicable time frame, a lot of things like that, um, discussing how interesting it is, some of these choices, like bringing Portos to downtown Disney, which is in bizarre a bit. Um, I like Portos. It's a local mini chain. People like them a lot, but still we'll get into why that's weird that it's coming to downtown Disney for very specific reasons, mostly because their food is known for being good and having good prices. And uh, I don't know how that's going to work given just basically how much the rent is at downtown Disney. We're going to talk about uh, the new shows coming to Disneyland. We're going to go talk in depth about everything. But today, because this is just a teeny tiny mini-sode, we are just going to talk about, we're going to keep it positive. We're going to keep it positive. I'm going to have some positive and non-positive things to say uh, in our full episode on Wednesday, but we're just going to leave this one light and fun. I'm still in like a Duffy and Friends Lena Bell mood. We're going to leave it light and fun, and we're just going to talk about the five things that I am so glad were announced at the Parks and Experiences panel at D23 Expo on Sunday because there are things I am excited about even though there are other things that I have more reservations about. Now obviously number one is my girl happily ever after. I cannot tell you truly how many tips I have gotten about happily ever after for a while after Enchantment debuted and uh, I would say, how would I phrase this? It's less than stellar response among dedicated fans. I think that's a very politically friendly way to put it. Um, After that show debuted, I was like literally looking at my watch going happily ever after when, and I got some tips that like, oh yeah, it's like it's happening. The discussions are happening. Like we think it's coming back. We think it's coming back. And then I got some tips that were like, we thought it was going to come back, but now it's not coming back. It's not coming back. Um, It could have come back but the moment passes not coming back so I was not expecting them to lead the parks panel to kick off the parks panel with happily ever after's return we are going to get deep into this on Wednesday but what's so interesting about this specifically is that Disney World and Disney Parks as a whole are essentially owning up to the fact that the show that they debuted for the 50th is not strong enough to sustain on its own kind of past then it's a happily ever after is a stronger show and it is uh that show that style of show resonates more and it's kind of feels like they're cutting their losses i compared it to written on twitter to funny girl on broadway if you're familiar with the drama of that um while beanie feldstein was in the role and was you know making her way out i know there were there was a lot there's a lot that happened there if you want to look up a timeline but anyway um Beanie had the role Beanie had was leaving the show um 
which feels a little more like was told to leave the show and Leah Michelle came in and Leah Michelle in this case is happily ever after who uh it's still the 50th right now it's still enchantment's tenure and yet happily ever after is rolling back in now I was not on my phone for part of today because I was prepping the panel and things like that but I have seen a lot of tweets, I've gotten a lot of comments, I've gotten a lot of feedback of people being like, they didn't say they're bringing back Happily Ever After. They're bringing back Happily Ever After the song. The song is coming back. We don't know what else is happening. I I cannot respond to that in full at this time. But what I will say is that more than the song is returning. It's not, they are bringing back more than the song. It is not just the song. They are not inserting the song in Enchantment. It will be more than the song. That's all I can say, but just believe me when I say that, they're bringing back more than just the song. I know that the wording of the corp- or the company tweets, it was Disney Parks, I believe. Um, I know the press releases, like it's been a little hard to understand what they're saying and you naturally want to read between the lines, but y'all can chill. We're getting our baby back. It is all good. Now the number two, again, these are not in chronological order, just, oh, they actually are in... They're in chronological order, if that means time. I'm tired, guys. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they're they just in order of the way they happened. Yeah, that's chronological. Wow. Why did I? I fully got a cheeseburger and fries and a milkshake and then had energy and was like, I'm going to repost all of this stuff from the Debbie and Friends panel. And then I did that. And now I am <laughs> like, oh, we waited too long. Okay, sorry. No one wants to hear about me saying I'm tired. Anyway, number two thing that excited me the most was our first look at the Mandalorian and Grogu, who will appear at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Resort starting mid-November. I think that's a really nice timeline. That's a really fun thing to bring in during the holiday season without plopping Christmas in Batu. because uh, if you laugh at that and think they would never do that because of integrity and because of franchise... Girl, take a look at Space Mountain, which had a Christmas time overlay a couple years ago. Take a look at Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is announced to have a holiday time overlay. So they put Christmas places that Christmas does not belong, i.e. space. So uh, I'm very glad that their holiday entertainment is going to be something else, something to look forward to, but not related to the holiday. Um, I was not able to really see Grogu from up close. I was staying real far back at this panel, but Grogu in the land makes sense. It is necessary. This is what people want to see. I'm sure any other Disneyland fans who are listening to this also remember when the Mandalorian came out and Grogu Baby Yoda debuted and everyone lost their minds that they started selling Grogu merchandise literally at the exit entrance of Galaxy's Edge. There was just a kiosk of it right outside where it was like, oop, oopsie doops, you're not on Galaxy's Edge soil yet, so you can buy a Grogu, which I thought was very funny. It should be in the land, like, mush the story, make it work, this is what people want. So I think that's going to be very well received. And I'm very happy that they're adding more things and more entertainment to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, because, you know, it needs it. So for number three, if Happily Ever After was not included in this Parks panel, this would probably be my favorite number one announcement. And that is that they are turning Disney California Adventures Pacific Wharf area into San Francisco with a Big Hero 6 Baymax meet and greet. Oh my lord. First of all, I think this is brilliant. 
Again, this is just a, what it sounds like is a retheme. This is not a theme park land that they're building in terms of like opening multiple attractions and stores and things. This feels like they are, they saw an area where this IP would work well that people would like and they're putting it in. Now, something I realized earlier tonight is that what does that mean for, oh, I've never said this out loud, I don't think, Boudin Bakery. Because they're, they are there, that and Ghirardelli, they're there because of San Francisco. And while San Francisco still is part of this, and I'm sure that they have room to zhuzh a little thing, a few little things to make them fit the theme, but it's weird that there would be a just a bread place making Mickey-shaped bread loaves when uh, <laughs> uh, it is themed to a very specific place from a very specific movie. But regardless, I am so excited. I can't wait to see what the menus are going to change to. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like. I think this is such a smart, smart, smart choice. It even makes more sense than Pixar Pier. It literally has more of a California route than that, I think. So I am all about it. We're going to take a quick break and I'll be back with the last two, the last two, the final two, the most exciting two other things from today's Parks panel that I'm excited about. Stick around. We will be right back. Okay. You know that feeling that everyone knows something that you don't? For me, that used to be Quince, but no more. Quince is a truly astounding retailer, essentially carrying everything a person on your mood board would wear. We're talking washable silk blouses, chic leather bags, 14 karat gold jewelry, European linen dresses. And the best part of all is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They're up here with $50 Mongolian cashmere sweaters. $50! Beautiful, timeless items you can wear and actually live in. Meaning, you don't have to be scared to bring them on your theme park travels. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you're sensitive to retailers like I am, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. But it's not just your everyday work-life clothes. They have everything. I recently joined a new gym, big deal for me, and desperately needed new workout clothes to wear there. It's kind of like an LA gym. It's like it kind of got to look cute. So I ordered a pair of their Ultraform bike shorts and high-rise pocket leggings. And when I tell you, the quality of these leggings is truly on par with brands I paid three times as much for, which really kind of makes me love these three times more. I'm not only going to buy them again, but actually buy the other travel stuff in my cart because they have things like beautiful pastel suitcases for 129 bucks and these wildly affordable compression packing cubes that I have been waiting forever to buy compression packing cubes and they're always so pricey and here the price fits. So if you want to get ready for work, your new gym, travel, anything in your life, go to Quince. Quince.com slash amusing will get you free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Ooh, that's nice for someone who puts stuff off like I do. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash amusing to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash amusing. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did something for the first time. 
Welcome back. Uh, my fourth favorite announcement came as part of this truly bonkers dump of fan favorite news by Josh Navarro on stage at the Parks panel today. And that is that Epcot will be introducing a figment meet and greet at Walt Disney World at the end of next year. This, my friend, is what we call fan service, and it is desperately needed. I think we would be in a world of hurt if this was not included in the panel, because we're all still waiting on a a Journey remake. We're waiting on a lot of stuff for the core fans as Epcot is being fully fully overhauled and fully rethemed. Or, I'm sorry, rethemed is not the correct word, but reimagined. I mean, we we don't have to talk about the Parks and Recreation-style pit that sits in the middle of the front of the park at the moment. Uh, There is so much to be done there. And I think doubling down on Figment in a way where Figment can interact with guests, I think that is crucial. Now, I was talking to someone about this today. I don't remember who, one of my colleagues. And we were talking about what size is Figment going to be? Because when I heard this news, I imagined Figment as being life-size, like the way you would meet Duffy or the way you would meet Goofy. That is Figment. And then the person I spoke with said, oh, I was hoping Figment would be small. Like you could hold him in your arm. Like he's like, he's just there. He's sitting on you. He's a smaller creature. So I do not know, but I really hope that it's a big full-size Figment because I want to hug Figment. I want to hug Figment. And while this doesn't chart in our top five today, I do want to add that as part of that run of announcements, Josh was going lickety split for a while there. There was some serious giddy up in the pace of what was happening. But right after that announcement about Figment, we got word that the Hatbox Ghost is coming to Haunted Mansion at the Magic Kingdom. Um... I would like to think that that is also fan service, but my synergy brain knows better and knows that that is probably due to some sort of plot point and Jared Leto's participation in the forthcoming Haunted Mansion film. Oh, dear Lord, please do not put Jared Leto himself inside this attraction. Uh, We'll have to do another summoning circle to make sure of that. And followed by that, there was also a quick announcement that Tron Lightcycle Run will open a Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in spring 2023. Again, just going to leave this there. We will talk about this kind of stuff in length on Wednesday. I'm sorry, at length on Wednesday. But mm, Tron Life Cycle Run was supposed to be part of the 50th anniversary debut at Walt Disney World. Uh, As part of the 18-month celebration, Tron was supposed to debut during that. Now, spring 2023 is really riding the line as being part of the... 50th anniversary. I believe it ends the last day in March. And so if they don't plan on opening then, it's not it's not going to fit that timeline. But I really hope that there's a way to connect the 50th anniversary and Tron Light Cycle Run the way that it was intended to be. And last but definitely not least, we have new nighttime entertainment at Disneyland. The reason this is ranking in here isn't because of World of Color 1, which will supposedly celebrate Walt's storyteller legacy, will be at Disney California Adventure, and is just a a new updated but bombastic version of World of Color, which many fans know and love. I personally don't love a water screen as much as I love a firework in the sky, which is why I am jazzed for Wonderful Journeys at Disneyland, which will give a nod to all 60 Walt Disney Animation Studios films. Both of these start in January. And I want to say it again, January. It is September. January is not far away. This is very, very soon. And also debuting it in January, January, February, March until spring break is 
usually on the quieter end. So when we talk about capacity, we talk about reservations, we talk about balancing crowds, debuting these during a quiet time when annual pass holders probably have a lot of access to the parks. TLDR, the Walt Disney Company knows what they are doing. That is all we have for today's episode. I know it's a little short, it's a little cutie, but uh, I just wanted to get some news out to you before uh, my head hits the pillow and I start on Wednesday's podcast. If you have any questions, comments, uh, thoughts, opinions, feedback about D23 Expo or anything else that we discussed or anything in the Parks panel we have not yet discussed, please feel free to call in 747 Churros. The hotline will be back up for our main episode on Wednesday. And I look forward to answering all your questions. Thank you so much for listening and see you real soon. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.